And once again, good morning. Welcome to Community Christian Church. It's so good to have you with us. Today is Financial Report Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is something that we've been doing here at our church for many, many years now, giving you the report from the year before. And in just a few minutes, Pastor Dave is going to come back and he's going to share with you how we did last year money-wise. And it makes sense for Dave to do this report because Dave is the one who keeps the books. Dave oversees our yearly budget. He and his team, they handle the income. They're responsible for all of the bills and the disbursements. Of course, they keep me posted and updated from week to week. But Dave knows the numbers better than I do. So instead of him telling me about the numbers this year, we're going to let him come and share them with you himself. So we're going to welcome him in just a couple of minutes. But first, I'd like to share a couple of Bible verses with you. Is that okay? Yes. Appreciate your permission. Um, let's start with one from the Old Testament. Uh, it's found in Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. If you are willing and obedient, this is God speaking, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat or enjoy the best of the land. The Message Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you're going to live like kings and queens. All right, how about in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. How many blessings? With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we, that you and I, should be holy and blameless before him. Okay, according to these two verses that we just read, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament, and many other verses like them scattered throughout the scriptures, we learn that there is a tangible, undeniable blessing that comes to us. I'm talking about a physical, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial blessing that comes when we choose to honor God and walk obediently to his word. In other words, God-ordained favor and blessing follows us when we do life God's way. I'm going to say that again. Because that's so simple, we all know it. That may be so simple that I need to repeat it. The blessing of God. God ordained favor. It follows us as believers when we choose to do life God's way. Not our way. Not in the process or the plan that makes the most sense. But according to his instruction and his word. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon, King Solomon had a lot of good things to say. Uh, in one of those Proverbs, he communicated to us that there's a way that seems right to us. It just looks like it's right. But Solomon goes on to say, chances are, if it's contrary to the word of God, it's not going to end very well for you. And so, friend, over the past 30 years, the thrust or the main essence of my ministry has been to point you in a direction of God's word. Yes. 
That's my objective. That's what I try to do from week to week. Point you to God's word because I know when you receive God's word, you stand a better chance of also experiencing his blessing. That's our objective as we teach you from the scriptures. That's the reason why we put so much effort into what we do. We want you to be blessed. We want you to live like spiritual kings and queens. And so when it comes to tithing or the message of money, I refuse to back down. Even in the face of disapproval and criticism, I'm not about to change my approach right now, not after all these years, because I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is a tremendous God-given blessing that rests upon our finances when we live according to his scripture. When we follow his instructions and we choose to honor him. And yes, I know that there are people who get extremely uncomfortable when we start to talk about money in church. Can't you feel it right now? It's like, okay, preacher, go ahead and address any subject in the Bible you desire and have at it. Preach it passionately. But do me one favor. When it comes to finances, stay out of that one. Don't get involved in my personal business and keep your hands off my checkbook or my debit card, Venmo, or whatever other app you use. Check this out. It doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. In one way or another, every single person in this place is dealing with money matters. How many know that's true? No exceptions. We all have to negotiate the money that passes through our hands. Now, some of you in this place are in position right now where you don't have a financial care in the world. You have more money than you know what to do with. And like the rest of us, money plays a role in your day-to-day but you have very little, if any, financial stress or worry. You just don't worry about money. Then there's some other people in this place who are watching or listening to me who live paycheck to paycheck, and you are extremely diligent with your money, and you work hard. Some of you hold multiple jobs down. But at the end of the day, when all the bills have been paid and you balance everything out, you have very little, if anything, left over. And there's some other people who are in big trouble financially. You haven't really shared this with anyone. But you are one crisis away from a huge disaster. In fact, if you don't catch a break financially soon, you just may end up losing everything that you have. And so again, regardless of your current financial situation, We all manage money on a daily basis because in our culture, money is the apex of survival. We need money to live. And I'm well aware of what Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but how many you know we need a little bit of bread to live? We all do. 
And I think that's why Jesus had so much to say about money. And whether you like it or not, when you look through the Gospels and you hear the words of Jesus, when you listen carefully to his parable teachings, you will discover that he had more to say about money than any other subject. And he took a page out of his dad's book because the Old Testament is also filled with stories and scriptures about money. And in the New Testament, in the Gospel of Matthew, notably, the greatest sermon ever told, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus made a very profound and penetrating statement. And I just want to share this with you for a couple minutes. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. Here's what Jesus said. Sermon on the Mount, greatest sermon ever told. No one, how many? No one, not a single brilliant person on the face of the whole earth, not anyone who lived before us, right now in our lifetime, or in the world to come. No one, Jesus said, can serve two masters. Comes right out of the scripture. Jesus said no one can serve two masters. He basically went on to say it's virtually impossible to remain faithful or loyal to two masters or two rulers. And the reason being, somewhere along the line, you're going to have to choose one over the other. There's going to be a conflict, and you are going to have to make a decision. And so as a follow-up to this statement, no one can serve two masters, you would think that what Jesus would say right after that is, no one can serve God and Satan. No one can serve God and the devil. But Jesus doesn't say that, does he? In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, the last part of that verse, after Jesus said no one can serve two masters, he goes on to say, you can't serve God and money. Here Jesus references money as a master. Why would he do that? Because in the lives of many, many people, that's precisely what money has become. Their ruler and their master. And you can argue and disagree with me all you want. But in the church today, there are many good Christian people, I'm talking about faithful Christian people, who have the mindset, my heart belongs to God, but my money belongs to me. I worked for it, I earned it, it's in the bank account in my name, and preacher, don't you dare tell me what to do with my money. And I get it. I understand it. I really do. I know how difficult it is to buy into the whole te teaching on tithing. That God would ask us to give to the church 10% of our income. But you know, it comes right from the word of God. And it's how the church is sustainable. It's the only way the church of Jesus Christ is going to be able to do what Jesus instructed us to do in the closing comments when he was on the earth, which was the Great Commission, to go into all the world and preach the gospel message. The only way you can do that is through the tithe. In fact, the only way that we could ever get involved in what's happening 
in Ukraine right now and reach out to these thousands and hundreds of thousands of refugees, women and children who had, had to leave their husbands and, and their fathers. The only way we could do that is through the faithfulness of the tithe. It's the way God set it up. God is the one who instructed us to do this in his word. Now, just recently, uh, one of the gals who attends our church, uh, she received a little inheritance. This is a wonderful, beautiful woman who's been coming to our church for many, many years. Uh, her inheritance was a half a million dollars. It's a little bit of change, a little bit of money. $500,000. And before, once she received this inheritance, before she went on the Amazon website, before she drove to DSW and picked out a pair of shoes, she wrote out a $50,000 tithe check to our church. Do you know how badly your hand will shake when you try to write out a $50,000 check? And, and you might be thinking right now, well, if you got a lot of money like that, it's easy to tithe. Look, if you can't tithe on $10, you can't tithe on $100,000. It is not an easy thing to take 10% of what you earn and give it to the church. But this woman could do it. And do you want to know why? Because money is not her master. God is. And in his word, God says, when you give, when you're faithful to the tithe, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and I'm going to pour out blessing on your life that you will not be able to contain more blessing than you ever dreamed of. That's the tangible, undeniable blessing that the scripture talks about. And so having the mindset that full surrender to God has everything to do with our hearts but very little to do with our money that is a two-master system. And Jesus said, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to have to trust me on this. It doesn't work. Multi-master systems don't work. You have to choose. Jesus said, you have to pick. And then to help us with our decision, he gave us another passage in Luke chapter 4 and verse 8. And here's what he said. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Not him and anyone else, not him and something else, but just God. And do you think Jesus came up with that all by himself? No, he was simply quoting a passage of scripture that he and his dad wrote together about 1,500 years earlier in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 13, because here's what it says. Fear or reverence the Lord only, or fear and reverence the Lord your God, and serve him only. That's the instruction we get from God's word. It's not two masters, it's not three, it's not a half a dozen. It's God. Okay, just before Pastor Dave comes and shares the report with us, I'd like to introduce this report. I want to just talk to you about it for just a minute. Uh, two years ago in 2020, the year of the pandemic, 
because of your faithful giving and your commitment to the tithe, we had the best financial year in our 28-year history at that time. And when I say the best financial year, what I mean is we were able to bring in more money. There was more income coming into the church, and because of that, we were able to give away more money than we had ever given away before. Because of your generosity and your faithfulness to the tithe, and this is the truth, we were able to change the world for many people. Not just here in our community, our own backyard, but on the other side of the world as well. While many other churches were struggling financially and they were experiencing shortfalls in their giving, Community Christian Church stepped right up and set a record during a really difficult year. But again, that was two year, years ago in 2020. The highest level of giving in the history of our church. Uh, but then there was last year, 2021. And in 2021, we did better than 2020. <laughs> last year, we received over $200,000 in mission money with a $100,000 budget, so more than twice as much, and had a record $2.4 million in total income, and that is absolutely astounding. So go ahead and give yourselves and the Lord a round of applause. Let's welcome Pastor Dave as he comes. 